Welcome to WADA, ADA Live Talk Radio, brought to you by Southeast ADA Center, your leader for information, training, and guidance on the Americans with Disabilities Act. And here's your host. Good afternoon and welcome to WADA, ADA Live. On behalf of the Southeast ADA Center, the Burton Blatt Institute at Syracuse University, and the ADA National Network, welcome to the 34th episode of ADA Live. My name is Celestra Rosta, and I am the Information Technology Consultant for the Southeast ADA Center, and also today's host. The topic of today's show is the disability boat the sleeping giant wakes up. With us today, we have Jim Dixon, the co-chair of the National Council on Independent Living Voting Rights Committee. Jim has been part of the Voting Rights Committee leadership team, which passed the National Voter Registration Act, also known as the NVRA, and the Motor Voter Act, and the Help American Vote Act, also known as HAVA or HAVA. Jim has been working to grow the disability vote for 34 years. Last month, Melanie Bull and Bana Stefano from the Tennessee Disability Coalition were our guests, talking about voting access and what poll workers need to know. I encourage all of you who may have missed episode 33 to listen to the recorded archive on our ADA Live website at adalive.org. Jim, welcome to our show. It's an honor and pleasure to be with you. This is a very exciting year with the presidential election coming up in November. I am guessing that many people who do not typically vote during the non-national election years will want to be casting their vote this year. Today, our focus of the show is on the disability vote. You have named this episode, People with Disabilities, The Sleeping Giant Wakes Up. Why did you choose this name? I chose it because if people with disabilities voted at the same rate as the able-bodied, that would add, at a minimum, three million more votes in a presidential election. There is more discussion and activity amongst the disability community for this election than I have ever seen. That's a very encouraging sign. Of course, there's a long way between talking the talk and walking the walk, so we'll have to see how um, rigorous and measurable turning out the disability vote becomes on November 8th. Wow, 3 million more people. Amazing. Um, Just how many people with disabilities have voted in previous national elections? In 2012, there were 15.6 million people with disabilities who cast a vote. That comes from... um, a superb study done by Syracuse and Rutgers University. That's 
the good news. Um, we have almost caught up to the voter turnout with the able-bodied in presidential general November elections. The bad news is that in primaries and off-year elections, our voter participation rate is terrible, terrible. Less than 15% of us vote in primaries. And another huge problem is that many of us who cast a ballot only vote for the first three or four races at the top of the ticket, president, senator, governor, such. As we go down the ballot to the all-important races for state legislature, city council, mayor, the drop-off rate is huge. In the worst cases, the number of people who vote the down-ticket races will be a drop-off of two-thirds from those who vote for president. Uh, so you said in 2012, 15.6 million people voted in the national election. Um, just to get an idea, what percentage is that? Um, there are several ways to describe it. There were nearly twice as many people with disabilities who voted as Latino Americans. There were almost as many people with disabilities who voted as African Americans. The turnout rate, thanks to the great work done by Syracuse and Rutgers, um, differs amongst different segments of our community. The hearing impaired actually vote at a rate le at a rate slightly higher than the able-bodied. The blind and visually impaired vote at a rate slightly lower than the able-bodied. And then we move down um, people with uh, mobility issues, uh, people with intellectual disabilities, psychiatric brain disabilities, vote at a much lower rate. On, in, that, in those communities, only about 30% of people with disabilities who could vote actually do vote. Thank you, Jim. Um, my next questions are about how voting has changed over time. And the way we have voted has changed a lot over the past 10 years or so with the advances of technology and everything. And how has this affected voting accessibility? It depends on which point in the changes you look. Um, in terms of polling place accessibility, there are still problems 
though we have seen a steady improvement in wheelchair accessibility. Every polling place has a machine which would allow a blind person like myself or others with disabilities to cast an independent, private, and secure ballot. Um, most of the time those machines work. Regretfully, often the poll workers um, don't know how to turn on the accessibility features or don't want to. We, I believe, are moving to a standard where every device in a polling place that all voters use will have the accessibility features automatically turned on when the machine is turned on for everybody. Uh, that will help greatly. Um, more and more people are voting absentee. And whilst for some elements of our community, marking a paper ballot and putting in an envelope is doable, with the result that about 44% of people with disabilities nationally will cast an absentee ballot, for many parts of the disability community, voting absentee requires loss of privacy. There is technology which is offered to overseas military and other voters which would allow a person to vote privately and securely from their home uh, computer or their own smartphone. And we need to get that offered to people with disabilities as well. Wow, that sounds like a lot of changes that have taken place. In the future, are there likely to be changes in the way as a country we vote that will affect voters with disabilities? Um, I'm, I'm sure of that. More and more information, both sample ballot, candidate information, find your polling place, check and make sure that your you know where your polling place is. All that information is online. It annoys me no end that many election websites are not accessible. Election officials think if they put a PDF ballot up, it'll be accessible, and it's not. It's particularly annoying because companies like Democracy Live and others who sell products and services to election offices have the capacity to make the website accessible, the sample ballot accessible. Many places in the world offer the voter a choice and when or how to vote. You can go to the polling place. 
some places in the country we have early voting, which is a big boon to people with disabilities because it means the there are fewer places to put the equipment. And most election offices have been very good about placing early voting sites um, easily accessible to public transportation. Um, in other parts of the world, and only in Alaska, in this country, a person can vote from their home electronic equipment. Um, Estonia votes totally on the Internet. No polling places. Other countries around the world are moving to no polling places. Electronic voting not only makes it accessible and eliminates not lots of accessibility problems, though Nickel believes that we still will need polling places. People should be offered a choice. Um, but electronic or digital voting reduces errors, speeds up the count. Most Americans don't know that, maybe I shouldn't say this, but depending on the type of system you vote on, between about a half a percent and about two and a half percent of all people who cast a ballot will not get it counted. Um, paper has particularly high failure to count rates, whether you vote in the polling place or by mail. Going to digital voting will reduce those failure to count rates significantly. Those statistics are startling. ADA Live listening audience, if you have a question about voting access or the disability vote, please submit it at any time at our online forum at adalive.org. Now a word from our sponsors. The National Council on Independent Living is the longest-running National Cross Disability grassroots organization run by and for the people with disabilities. Founded in 1982, we've represented thousands of individuals with disabilities and organizations including Center for Independent Living, Statewide Independent Living Councils, and other organizations that advocate for the human and civil rights of people with disabilities throughout the United States. To learn more about the National Council on Independent Living, visit our website at www.ncil.org. Welcome back to our show. We're talking with Jim Dixon about voting access and the disability vote. Let's switch gears here. We were talking about the disability vote and how voting has changed over the last 10 years. Now let's talk about voting accessibility. Last month, NBC reported that many polling places themselves that were used in the 2016 primaries in Maryland, Virginia, and the District of Columbia were not accessible. Does it do any good for people with disabilities to complain if their local polling place is inaccessible? Yes. Um, 
there are still problems. It's outrageous. On the plus side, we have seen progress. Folks should complain to their local independent living center, or you can actually go to the Department of Justice and file an ADA complaint. Be sure to mention the day you were there and the actual address of the polling place. The Department of Justice has brought several suits to um, enforce accessibility in voting, and there are more in the pipeline. Also, on the problem of inaccessible online voter registration and websites, just last week, the Federation of the Blind and the Independent Living Center in New York City filed a suit in federal court because New York State's online voter registration system is not accessible. There is no doubt that we're going to win, that our lawyers will make a lot of money, and hopefully the judges will make the decision in time to affect this presidential election. Thank you, Jim. I have another question, sort of a follow-up to that question. And if, if somebody is already at the polling place and they're experiencing problems voting, um, that you don't have the time to file a complaint and things like that because they want to get their vote cast, what can you do at, at that point? You can call one eight zero zero our vote and actually speak to an attorney. In addition to that, you can prepare yourself. There is online some invaluable information. The United States Election Assistance Commission, EAC.gov, has put together a packet of information for election officials and citizens on what the law requires on how to be accessible. It's called Ready 16. As part of that, they have also produced a Disability Bill of Rights, which is the official statement of the United States government, you can download it, our website, ncil.org, go to the vote page, um, and you can also find it at the Department of Justice ADA website. I encourage people to make sure that their local election officials are using the Ready 16 materials, which again are at eac.gov. And folks should download and widely distribute the Disability Voters Bill of Rights. The Election Assistance Commission also has them available in Braille. 
Thank you, Jim. Those sound like very valuable resources. Um, just to highlight, if you're at the polling place, the number to call would be 1-800-OUR-VOTE. And the resources are READY16 and the Disability Voters Bill of Rights. We'll also make sure that we post those under the resource section for this episode. Before we continue here, here is a word from our sponsors. The Southeast ADA Center is your leader in providing information, training, and guidance on the Americans with Disabilities Act and disability access tailored to the needs of business, government, and individuals at local, state, and regional levels. The Southeast ADA Center, located in Atlanta, Georgia, is a member of the ADA National Network and serves eight states in the Southeast region. For answers to your ADA questions, contact the ADA National Network at 1-800-949-4232. Welcome back to our show. We're talking with Jim Dixon, co-chair of the National Council on Independent Living Voting Rights Committee about the disability vote. Jim, I understand that voting accessibility can still be an issue for many people with disabilities. How can anyone with a strong interest in disability issues improve voting access? There are several things that can and should be done, but I'm also going to say that we can't allow in excess, in lack of access to prevent us from casting a vote. We got the ADA by crawling up the steps of the U.S. Capitol, and if you have to crawl to vote, I think you should. Um, but there's a lot that can be done. Number one, reach out to your local independent living center and offer to join their voting rights committee. Number two, you can reach out to your local elections office and request to be on their accessibility working committee and if the local office doesn't have such a committee you should urge the office to create them I would say 65 75 percent of local election offices have already in place an accessibility working committee meets oh two two times a year and it provides, it's a vehicle to provide advice on how to improve access. Also, last but not least, contact your local election office and volunteer to be a poll worker. Nobody knows more about accessibility than those of us who have disabilities, and you'll get paid for the day. Um, and if you are on Social Security, you do not have to report the income. Depending on your local election laws, the pay for a poll worker will run low of $50 
to as high as 300 for the day. Many election offices also offer split shifts, so if transportation or stamina limit your ability to work for 12 hours, you can put in a a four- or six-hour shift. Thanks, Jim. Sign me up. Are there any resources that voters with disabilities should use not only to educate themselves about access to voting, but also to reach out to their local election office to make sure the office has these resources? Yes. There is a wealth of material on the website of the American Association of People with Disabilities, aapd.org. And I would encourage people to look there. All around the country, local coalitions are springing up called Rev Up the Disability Vote. And there are materials there so that you can get in, create one in your state or get in touch with the existing Rev Up campaign. There is also material available at the Department of Justice, doj.gov, under their voting and disability sections. And there's a wealth of material at ncil.org. Lastly, any listener can feel free to email me directly at james.charles dot Dixon, D-I-C-K-S-O-N, at gmail.com. Thank you, Jim, and that's very generous of you to give us your email, ad- email address so we can reach out to you directly. And ADA Live listening audience, we will also post these resources on the adalive.org website so that you have them all in one place. Jim, at this time, we're almost out of time. But I have one last question for you. Accessibility is important, but what can the community do to increase the voter participation of people with disabilities? It is very important that people with disabilities start running for office. That will increase the turnout when we have candidates who know about disability and campaign on it. We can learn a great deal from other minority groups. Begin by running for local office, county council, school board, city council, state legislature. There are a number of disability leaders now who actually sit in state legislatures, town councils, etc. But we need many, many more. We need to be growing a bench so that we will come to the day when people with disabilities are running for mayor, governor, and president of the United States and running on a disability platform. Thank you, Jim. This has been an excellent show, very informative. I have learned so much. It's a pleasure to have you. 
I'm glad to do it. Next week, July 11 through 15, is National Disability Voter Registration Week. I hope all of your listeners will participate not only by registering to vote, but by registering others to vote. You can reach out to RevUp at AAPD.com to learn more about next week's Disability Voter Registration Week. It is a pleasure to have you on our show. I would like to thank Jim Dixon, co-chair of the National Council on Independent Living, Voting Rights Committee. This show will be archived on our website, adalive.org, episode 34. Please share this episode with friends and colleagues that may be interested in voting accessibility and the disability vote, and those that may want to get involved. And thank you also to our ADA Live listening audience. The Southeast ADA Center is grateful for your support and participation in this series of WADA ADA Live broadcast. You may submit questions about any of our ADA Live topics by going to adalive.org. Please join us the first Wednesday of the month at 1 o'clock Eastern for another episode of WADA ADA Live. Thank you for listening to ADA Live Talk Radio. Brought to you by the Southeast ADA Center. Remember to join us the first Wednesday of each month for another ADA topic. And you can call 1-800-949-4232 for answers to your ADA questions.